This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker Solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts. Just wanted to drop a quick word that we have some really cool t-shirts and other merch for sale that help support the podcast and make you look really, really cool. Check them out at parkingcast.com slash swag or click the link in the show notes. listening to the parking podcast views and opinions are my own welcome back to another episode of the parking podcast with us today is kevin wasnicki principal at park trans solution how are you doing today kevin Isaiah, if i was any better i'd be you <laughs> yeah right oh <laughs> uh, no kevin's been a you've been a good mentor and um, friend over the years so i'm so glad to finally get you on the podcast by popular demand several requested they want to hear your story so Man, again, you've been, uh, I think it was IPS, lots of lots of uh, companies over the years, but how specifically did you start? How did you get into the parking industry? Well, it's, you know, uh, a very popular thing to want to do these days, but luckily for me, I started at the top. <laughs> I was uh, in the barcode scanning and mobile computer industry looking for an industry change, and then a headhunter contacted me about a C-level job at the largest meter company in the world. So, uh, and wow. the rest is history, as they say. So interviewed for that, you know, brought on board um, and was working with uh, Parkion, now, now Flowbird, for a few years to uh, uh, run that. And that's how I was indoctrinated into parking. No way. And that's interesting that you were in barcoding and all that well before this became the the mobile app of the future, scan and pay, tap to pay. That's 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 fascinating. Yeah. What goes around comes around, I guess, Isaiah. But at this point, it is so funny to start seeing these things again where I thought that was in my rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you're the you're almost the tech guy now with, with Park Trans Solution. Um, yeah. so tell us about Park Trans. What's the mission of the company? And then I'll explain why I said that because you, you seem to be helping a lot of small up-and-coming uh, tech companies, but we'll talk about that in a second. But who is Park Trans? How did this get started? Well, it's actually a, a really interesting story. Um, I had the good fortune, as I mentioned, of working, uh, cutting my teeth with Parkion, uh, now Flowbird, at the time um, as U.S. president, and had a nice run there. And then we were approached by IPS to start up their multi-space meter division, which we did. And uh, had a nice run at that for a few years as well. But, and I say we, Chris Perry, my then partner, and I kept on having this itch about, boy, wouldn't it be great to walk into a municipality, an operator, a university, and rather than saying, here's what we have, to start the conversation by, what do you need? 
So that mm. is really how Park Trans became really a company. What we did is we were um, we resigned our company our positions at IPS and kicked off Park Trans with a few companies who were looking to break the U into the U.S. market from Europe. So what we are really, for lack of a better term, is we're a full service parking and mobility commercial consultant. Um, you know, I want to call us a consultant because people have this idea of consultants as well, you know, let me write your plan, charge you $15,000, $20,000, $100,000, and then go away. Uh, that's not what we do. So what we try to do is match the needs of cities, universities, operators to a wide range of technical solutions or unique products around the globe. Uh, we help them with their strategy development, their marketing, their product development. And really, most importantly, we use our extensive national contacts serving as a uh, business development and sales function for many of them. We've had a really uh, nice run with uh, several startups here in the States, several companies over the years, the eight years we've been around to uh, to get companies launched here in the States. But I guess, you know, to, to really filter it down, our ultimate goal is to bring that infamous smart city solution to both the partners and clients, mm -hmm. you know, while we simultaneously address where we think the future may go. Um, you know, we develop solutions that will allow for seamless transitions from to tomorrow's technologies. And the future proofing we do is typically done at costs that are far below what traditional solutions have been. As you well know, Isaiah, the last five years or six years of the parking industry has probably seen more change than the first 75 years combined. So it has been a real exciting time to be in the industry. Oh yeah, man! There seems to be a new company, new app every day. It's it's exciting, and um, I love what you said about instead of instead of saying here's what we do, asking the the customers what you need. I I, I, list, I heard recently about uh, most of your sales uh, decks, your presentations. Probably want to get rid of the first three slides. We talk about the company history and all that because the the customers they don't really you know they don't really care about all that. They they want to. They have a probably they probably have a problem, and if you can figure out what their problem is and how you can solve it, they're going to want to do business with you. So, uh, similar to you know this, this, what you mentioned, it's almost aligned with what what I saw. Kind of instead of saying, "Here's what we do," hey, what do you need? Uh, love yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah. No, no question. It's really much more of a consultative sell at this point, and a lot of times we've had several companies really from coast to coast. And I guess really the thing we try to do, and it's it's almost sales 101, is put yourself in your ultimate customer's shoes. And what we bring is solutions, but what they bring is they wake up every day with problems to solve. So, yep. you know, even if they know us and even if they like us and even if we have the greatest things in sliced bread, if we can't tell them in 30 seconds what it is we want to present to them, we've lost them. Mm. So yeah. uh, we, we've spent an awful lot of time working with our clients, really just trying to filter down the message. And it's a lot easier, as you well know, to go off on a 32-deck PowerPoint or 32-slide PowerPoint deck <laughs> than it is to squeeze everything down on the one page and say, here's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about that before on the podcast. You were both fans of the, give me a one-pager. You know, I don't like the 92-page contracts, the... The, oh no! The 200-page proposals kind of—I love when there's a proposal limit because I feel usually the best 
vendor's going to win because you get rid of all the, the the fluff, if you will, and get down to the nuts and bolts. So, hundred percent um, yeah. correct. Yeah, let's jump into some of these companies though. So, what are some of the companies that you're currently working with as a consultant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure that I really want to coin that, but I can't think of anything better. <laughs> yeah. so, really, <laughs> what we try to do is, as we mentioned before, is to work with companies whose technology addresses a problem or a potential problem. Uh, too many times we've been approached by technology companies that have really cool technology, but they're looking for a problem to solve. Uh, we don't want to be in that boat. you know. So what we do is our current clients really serve the curb management, detection, enforcement, and EV charging markets, where we see an awful lot of uh, opportunity for unique solutions because those things are, as you had mentioned before, changing almost every day. So um, a few of the companies we work with, uh, two of our two of our better partners, and one will be near and dear to your heart, uh, is Pave Mobility, and Pave specializes in specializes in frictionless LPR enforcement for both operators, cities, universities. In addition to the the fact the platform doesn't have any upfront costs, and the revenue shared is generated from twenty four seven enforcement. But split between Pave and their and their customer. Um, certainly, they're fully integrated with all the major payment platforms and hardware. The installation is easy, and you know the thing I like the most, other than the people. Um, and I'm not saying that because you're on the call either. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I've, known, I've known Fred since I've been in parking, and uh, just just one of the best guys in the industry. Yeah, but, I've heard um, the expression that uh, choose your boss. Not your the company, so, and, that, and that applied well when choosing to work for Fred. But um, I'm also excited about the company. We'll get there in a second, though. But go ahead and finish. Yeah, no. So I mean, I, you know, the thing we like the best from a functional standpoint is the fact that uh, that any of the possible offenses are actually reviewed by a human being before something's sent. Mm -hmm. uh, that is so crucial in uh, you know the the enforcement industry, as you know. Oh yeah, um, it's um, I've done this before. I really believe this is the future of the industry. Anytime I've been interviewed with IPMI or, or whomever, I've always talked about cameras. I thought cameras are the enforcement for data collection, enforcement, all of that automation could be done through camera. Um, but I was always scared because like you said, you get a camera reads a license plate. It could be a police officer, an ambulance, uh, maybe a accessible parking placard, but you can't see that from the cassette. I was always a, had these fears of, of just processing and spitting out and mailing tickets every day to, to people that didn't need them. Or, you know, when a customer pays, but they actually put in their wrong plate number, they put an I instead of a one, or they flip two characters around. What PAVE had when I was interviewing and I asked all these questions, what they showed me blew my mind, but they got all these they got algorithms to read if it's a police car um, and remove it from the queue. They have um, fuzzy matching where if it seems as if it if a someone pays on the app or the kiosk and they they the plate number is only one or two characters off, it will remove that from the queue. It has all these special uh, again algorithms to to they they got from all the states to tell if this is an official vehicle based on the the characters or does it begin with hc for handicap or dv for disabled veteran all these different things kind of blew my mind because their whole goal 
is to only mail out violations that are true violations because that's how we do it when manually entering. When you have someone, an officer in the field that can make these judgments and see things that typically LPR cameras have missed. But this manual intervention and the things they're doing with the technology really blew my mind. And that's why I was so tickled to land a job with the team. And again, so happy to partner with you on it as well. Yeah. I mean, looking forward to this is continuing what we've worked with in the past as well too. But I got to tell you, the the AI is scary good, as you had mentioned. And then, you know, we don't eliminate the person. The in this crazy upside down world, the person mm-hmm. actually checks the AI. So yep. that's that's really a good thing. Yep. But instead of needing, you know, maybe 10 officers, you can repurpose them. You can have one in a command center reviewing these and repurpose your other ones. So it's it's definitely a better use of uh, of your payroll. It's typically parking your... What's the biggest issue in parking in the parking industry right now? It's frontline staffing. It's so hard to get parking enforcement officers, parking cashiers, parking maintenance because McDonald's and Target and all these Walmart, they're all paying more or at the same cost and people would rather be in an air-conditioned warehouse or building than walking the streets when it's 92 degrees out and sunny getting yelled at by uh, customers so that it, it removes the Frontline staffing issue, it, it takes the enforcement officers out of harm's way in some cases. It's, um, and then, like you said, it's, it's free. It's uh, pay, we'll pay for the install. They'll put in, the, put in the cameras, put in the signage, do the site mapping, install it all at no cost to the client because they take a percentage of the additional revenue that they bring in through the, uh, through the invoices that they mail out. So really excited for that one. I'm so glad you mentioned that one first because uh, since Kevin and I scheduled this, I actually, again, as he said, <laughs> I, I've now worked for, for Pay Mobility. So so happy to get a job and work for such a great company. Yeah. And, and you know, and again, the people who run it, you know, and, you know, Levy yep. is also just a just class, class guy. So, I mean, it's it's just a whole good team of people. But the yep. the, the thing that, uh, you know, we look at with, with, the repurposing of personnel and also the safety of the PEO that has become such a just a scary, scary part of their job that if you can just remove that from the from a person's everyday life, you know, and and as you say, maybe they become more of an ambassador than they do a a bad guy almost, and uh, it's yep. really really a really a good thing. No, absolutely. What are some other companies you're working with? Well, the, uh, one of the newer ones we have is, you know, as we mentioned, we're, we kind of focus technologies around market segments that we see as, there is a need. And, and the second one is, is really an EV charging. EV charging um, is obviously the hot button with the, with the government. It's a hot button with California in particular. It's just uh, the incentives, the tax breaks, everything else that EV offers are all good, but there is still some real challenges with um, EV, uh, the, the, the electric grid to begin with, and then the actual installation of EV chargers. We were fortunate enough to know uh, or meet, actually through one of our other partners who referred them to us, a company who um, is just putting their first two units in the US, in, both in California, a company called Coral Charge. And Carl Charge is a solar-powered level three direct DC charger. 
as I said, fully powered by the sun, hmm. nothing to do, no impact on the grid. It's almost like a little micro power plant that is, as I said, uses nothing from the grid and is 100% clean power. There's a solar canopy that goes over the charging stations that we can actually have had some operators look at. And it's a very large solar panel, takes up about 20 or 24 spots, but it's it doesn't eat up the spots. It just shades them. So mm. a lot of the operators we've talked to said, oh, my heavens, maybe I can even get a premium for shaded parking where the heat gets too unbearable. So, and very much like PAVE, they have yeah. a... Uh, they have a, a a unit with no upfront cost, so they'll have an asset manager who will buy the unit and uh, split the uh, you know split the revenues. And there's th there's three different ways they can do it, but similar to Pave, when there's no upfront cost, people have a tendency to want to listen. Yeah, I think especially after COVID, uh, you know, a lot of cities budgets got decimated. The parking industry, of course, when 99% of the world stopped parking and uh, we all had our faucets turned off for six months. <laughs> uh, I love that to see a lot of these companies that are doing the, you know, almost like a hardware as a service, if you will, they're, they're eliminating the CapEx because that's been a, uh, one of the hardest things to break through when dealing with cities and universities and even a lot of parking operators. So I like that you're working with several companies that use this model. That's exciting. Yeah, it's it's it is it's a good thing because as you said, what one thing that uh the whole RFP process is cumbersome at best mm -hmm. and expensive. And there's a lot of challenges that these upfront cost reductions or eliminations do cause some agita with cities, uh in particular that we've seen. But once I think you get a chance to explain and sit with them, I think there is it's like holy heavens! How come nobody did this before? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I don't have to go to bonding to do this. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you do not. <laughs> yeah, I've even heard like um, you know some cities it almost negates the RFP process because it's, it's, it can be considered like a no cost item. You know, uh, depends yeah. on depends on truly whether it's a how they're how they're making their money, but that does qualify in some instances. So that's that's exciting too. Agreed. Agreed. No, I was actually going to say our, our, one of the other companies we've we've just recently signed off with a company called Herbiotica, who's out of Barcelona, Spain, and they've been in the detection business since 2008. Uh, they use a combination of uh, both IoT or AI, and it's ideal for curb management, wayfinding, and enforcement, uh, primarily on street. Uh, the customer list on a global basis is uh, is really, really extensive. Uh, just actually uh, finished a very large uh, install for the World Cup in Dubai, so uh, we're thrilled to be their U.S. launch arm. So this is uh, this is an, our newest one in the stable. Wow! And when you say detection, explain more about how that works. Right, right. it's either camera, it's either camera with their software, or it's even in-ground sensors uh, with their. So it's either either the IoT piece of the sensors or the AI piece of the camera. That yeah. or 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 some combination of both. So um, they they care their their sensor is actually their in ground sensor is actually unique in that it really doesn't even have to be in the parking space. It can be on the sidewalk or a curb. So oh, wow. all of the things, that, yeah, that you hear about. Oh, you know, I plow it under or it's underwater or whatever, and that doesn't have to be. 
So um, just a really, really well-run company, really top-notch people, been very impressed. And as we mentioned, their worldwide customer base is, uh, is really, really strong. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, you mentioned Levy, um, loved getting to know him. And again, like you said, just a quality person. You know, he, he explained actually a, f- a family member of his, but they, they, they were doing this in Europe, the enforcement by mail for since 2003. So for 20 years, cars would drive into parking lots, not, um, you know, if, if they didn't pay, they would get the notice or ticket, if you will, in the mail. And it just made so much sense. And they've been doing it for 20 years. It just took us, took America 15, 16 years later till they started doing it here. Same thing with like the multi-app, how that's been going on in Europe where you pay it, you park at a lot or at an on-street meter. Instead of having to pay with one app, uh, you could pay with any app. But I don't know. So I love that there's so much technology in Europe and probably some solutions that we haven't even thought about that they've successfully implemented and are doing. So love that you're helping bring some of these companies over here because it's been working wonders for our industry here in the United States. Yeah, we're we're, we're excited about you know what, what's going on over there, and uh, one of the things that uh, you know we did when we were with IPS is we opened up their European operation, and a few things you find that are different is is a, a there are no single head meters anywhere in Europe. I don't think there's one in the whole continent. And B, uh, their trials of technology go a lot easier than what we do. But keeping in mind, of course, yeah. that Europe, what Europe calls countries, we call states. So mm-hmm. th- they can enact things with a whole lot less wear and tear than 350 plus million people can too. So, and I wouldn't be surprised if their countries communicate better than some of our neighboring states do. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having worked with DMVs my whole career, so. Yeah, uh, you, you are correct. <laughs> All right, Kevin, any other uh, companies, partners that you work with you want to talk about? Uh, well, we have one that's pretty similar to what we just talked about with Herbiotica. Another company actually out of Spain called Park and Load, and they have this patented Bluetooth sign-based uh, function, uh, sign-based unit that you download their app and it gives you automatic guidance, payment, location into either a, uh, you know, a loading zone, a drop-off pickup point, you know, any of the residential parking permits. So it's kind of an adjunct to what we offer with um, Herbiotica, but yep. that, that's another similar one. And then the other one we do primarily for operators is a company called Parking Gauge. And it's really targeted ideally for small to medium operators. It's a totally white label modular platform that can actually let them compete with some of the bigger boys on the block who are so much focused on getting their own technology. But even even some of they're developing their own technology, but even some of the big guys, because of the modularity of what they offer, and even some of the operators, uh, I'm going to call operating administrators in cities, can take parts of that platform and, you know, if you don't have time to develop everything, plug this in and it's totally flexible to be able to use on a, a, not it doesn't have to be a full launch of a platform, it can be modules, get fixed. Yeah, I saw that, them at the at the pie show. I thought that was uh, fabulous because there are so many of these small regional players that would love their own white labeled app, but again can't afford to create their own or 
some some of the large ones maybe are limited on on the support um, or the creation of you know I mean it's hard no it's hard to to maintain a hundred different white label apps but this company this is what they do their whole app and back office was created to support a hundred different white label apps so uh, really (laughs) interesting I thought that was cool and um, I could see that one really growing you know now every parking company or or city can can white label and um, they're not worried about scaling their own app they're they're worried about scaling their clients white label apps correct that's awesome Um, man and I will put because that's a lot for for our listeners I'm going to put all the different company websites in the show notes. If you look at your show notes right now, you'll be able to click on some of those links and learn more about them. And then I'll also put the Park Trans uh, website uh, in the show notes as well. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com. I know Scott Petru recently joined the team. Love dealing with Scott. Of course, he used to uh, work with the Philadelphia Parking Authority. But uh, tell us what Scott brings to the table and uh, what we can expect from him at Park Trans. Well, you're right. I mean, I think that was kind of like a, a, a really lucky break for us that we we picked Scott up, and he's really been invaluable in terms of his operational knowledge of how our solutions work in the real world. I mean, as ED of the uh, Philadelphia Parking Authority. Not the biggest uh, authority in the country, but certainly the most far-reaching. Yeah, in charge of on and off street airports, taxis, ride sharing, booting, towing, speed cameras, red light cameras, television so, shows. <laughs> yes, television shows. Thank God he was not a star yeah. of parking works. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but now he is just a he just lent a whole lot of operational expertise and also relationships. Scott is one of the more uh, likable people you'll ever meet. And uh, he has been a real uh, asset to what we've started here. And then uh, just just gives us something that, in all honesty, is not part of my background, but he he has run these things. So it's a great sounding board, you know, when, when we have these discussions. And I certainly talk to Scott more than I talk to anybody on the globe. Uh, but, uh, you know, we can I can use him as a sounding board for some of these things we talk about because he's implemented almost everything we're trying to do or something very similar. Oh yeah. He's a great thinker. I really enjoyed getting to know him, especially at one of the last shows. Now that I'm with pave, got to spend more time with him and, uh, and eat out with him and, uh, do some sightseeing. He's just a wonderful human being and excited for him to, to join the park trans family. Speaking of which, how can listeners follow along or learn more or connect with park trans? Well, I would really like to direct everybody to LinkedIn, Isaiah, except we're in the process of kind of shredding that whole thing and redoing it. So yeah. it should be up and running in its newest form by the end of May. So um, we've got some really good people working on that for us because I did find it in trying to do it myself. 
I was not very good at it. So um, it's it's going to be up and running. But the other way you can visit us is uh, by visiting www.parktrans.us, our website, and taking a look at what we do. And of course, as a, every decent website, that's always in some state of flux because we're always trying to try new things and updating it is just to keep it fresh is always a, a challenge. But that's the best ways. Or certainly drop me or Scott an email or a phone call. Everything is you know on the website. So uh, we still love the old-fashioned face-to-face better than anything. But um, any any other way to reach us, we always welcome the call. Thank you, and I and I will put those. Uh, I'll put the again the LinkedIn page preferred, and along with uh, Kevin and Scott's uh, contact information and the website and the show notes to make sure you can connect with them. And so, Kevin, uh, when you're not helping scale parking companies, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, w- w- wait a minute. Are you, are you telling me that doing this, tackling these parking <laughs> problems, isn't fun? No, <laughs> which, which, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I've actually gotten that a lot, honestly, from people on the podcast saying like that almost, you know, I love what I do. And I love parking. And you make it sound like this is not fun. But I meant to say, what do you like to do? I know, I know, I know of parking? I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We, we, <laughs> we are lucky, I say, in that, you know, having come from a different industry, the people in this industry are just second to none. And people in here make it fun. Uh, it's hard work. You know, long hours, all of the above. But I got to tell you, the loyalty that people show and the openness that people have here is really something I wasn't used to in a prior tech life. So uh, it's really a, a a great thing to be in this industry. So with that in mind, it is not my life. It is what I do for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I I, I uh, would I'm kind of more or less a, a beach bum. Don't ask me why I live in Philadelphia. Uh, that's a that's a whole nother podcast for another day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, spending time there with my wife, my daughters, my grandkids, it's just been um just been so much fun for me to do that. And then um, you know, I'm I'm also kind of recovering golfaholic. Um I, I still get to play frequently, but not not like I did. And it's probably just as well because uh, I don't know if you ever heard a quote by Lee Trevino that I subscribe to. He, I saw him on one TV show. He talking about his golf. He said, "The older I get, the better I was." That is- <laughs> <laughs> That's another great. He, before the yeah. podcast, he said, "Kevin said it's been raining so hard." Uh, what'd you say that they're they're the animals are pairing to, up. Yeah, the animals yeah. are pairing up. So I love your, yep. I love your, uh, your your sayings and quotes there. So. Um, uh, no, a beach and golf, those, those great hobbies. And I know again, family man, and even a dog I, I have, may have heard in the background. Love it. Yes, Kevin, you thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for, <laughs> uh, for joining the podcast. Thanks for the mentorship and friendship over the years. Uh, we'll talk at the next trade show. It sounds like a plan, Isaiah. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure and look forward to catching up real quick. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Rise Tech. RiceTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiceTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast. 
The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in parking, mobility, and transportation. Learn more at parking-mobility.org.